Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. The High School Holla starts now. Welcome, everyone, to a special edition of the HUS2 High School Holler Sports Show, Coach's Chatter. This Coach's Chatter segment is being brought to you by our friends at Robin Patrice, a trend-setting, one-of-the-kind online store offering first-rate product and exceptional customer service for shoppers from the comfort of their own home. You can shop online with them by visiting their website, robinpatrice.com. That's R-O-B-B-I-N-P-A-T-R-I-C-E.com where flyness is a choice and the official sponsor of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter segment. The governor made an announcement in the middle of this quarantine to keep all Illinois schools closed for the remainder of this school year, which has affected various high school spring sports, mainly high school baseball, and will possibly have an effect on baseball and all other sports moving forward. The H2S2 show invited some CPS baseball coaches to join us for a virtual roundtable discussion to talk about the effects of this pandemic on CPS high school baseball and what may need to happen for high school baseball after this pandemic. Joining us today via Zoom, we welcome CPS head baseball coach from Lakeview Wildcats, William Poole, from the Limbloom Eagles, Matt Fidati, from the Morgan Park Mustang, Ernest Radcliffe, from the Whitney Young Dolphins, Chris Cassidy, from the Jones Eagles, Dave Rosine, from the Kennedy Crusaders, Mario Silva, from the Lane Tech Indians, Sean Freeman from the Von Steuben Panthers, Michael Cott, and representing for the CBS Cavaliers, we have assistant head coach Corey Hearn. Thank you, gentlemen, for joining us today. I want to first start off, and we can start off with you, Coach Poole. How are each of you and your families doing during this quarantine? Uh, we're doing good here. You know, it's um, obviously uncharted waters, but, you know, trying to stay in, stay safe, get outside, get some fresh air when we can, and, you know, now mask up anytime we're out there and make sure we're doing our uh, parts and due diligence to keep everybody safe. How about you, Coach Rosine? Yeah, just, you know, hanging in there, trying to get out when I can. How about you, Coach Silva? Just managing as best we can over here, just uh, same as everybody else, trying to get a little fresh air whenever we can. And Coach Ratcliffe? Uh, everybody's good. Same thing. Just trying to uh, stay afloat and get out when you can and uh, protect yourself, protect your family. Coach Cassidy? Doing good here. Probably what most of America's doing, cleaning their house, uh, <laughs> finding rooms you didn't know you had, playing some Call of Duty, and uh, doing our virtual learning every morning. Hey, Coach Cassidy, are you taking on any of those players in that Call of Duty? <laughs> no, no. Right <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's talk to Coach Freeman. Coach Freeman, how are you and your family doing over there? Uh, I'm doing fine. Um, yeah, most of my family's in Colorado, so uh, they're all doing fine as well. Hanging out, trying to stay safe and see this thing through as, as best we can here. Awesome, awesome. Coach Hearn, how's everybody? We great over here. My family doing well. Let's do a prayer for um, Coach Vic Johnson, you know, as he recovered from COVID-19. He sent out a text to me about he's doing well. He's he's eating, he's healthy. He'll probably start talking within the next couple of weeks or so. That's awesome. Coach Vic from from Ag Science, the Cyclones over there. So we're definitely holding them up in prayer. Coach Cox, how are you and your family holding up? I'm doing well, man. I'm trying not to uh, do too many home improvement projects at my house. I'm a terrible handyman. And uh, 
I'm trying not to destroy things. So uh, with all my extra free time, just trying to stay active and not watch Netflix 12 hours a day. <laughs> well, Coach, uh, my wife is definitely giving me a honey-do list, so uh, I understand. Coach Fidati is back with us. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing all right. You hear me better now? Oh, man, we got you loud and clear, Coach. How's everybody doing? Everyone's good here. Family's doing well. Everyone's healthy. Uh, just trying to stay busy best we can. I know some of you guys mentioned house projects, painted the whole kitchen, and trying to make the most of the time at home. That's great. I want to dive into some things. This virus pandemic came upon us during a time period. All of you were preparing your teams to compete. And just before the first pitch of the 2020 season, how did you address this pandemic situation with your players, especially those seniors who didn't have an opportunity to play their final year of high school baseball? Coach Ratcliffe, let's start with you. Well, I was really hoping that we weren't going to stay in this situation. We actually were going to play Ag Science on March 16th, and I think we uh, found out that we were going to be out. You know, it was a tremendous blow to the guys because they had been working so hard, just getting ready to uh, have a good season and everything. And, you know, it was just a terrible blow, especially for the seniors. And, you know, you tried to hold on and tried to tell them just to be patient, you know, because we, we didn't know for our seniors and, and for the ball player, for everybody not to be able to play going from knowing you're going to play to the unknown. I've been talking to my players on a consistent basis, just trying to, uh, you know, stay positive, trying to make sure the seniors are straight, you know, with their colleges and stuff. Everybody's asking, parents are asking, when we going to play, coach? When we go? And you, you can only tell them you don't know. You don't know what the government's going to do. You don't know what the governor's going to do. Everybody wants to play. Everybody's tired of staying in the house. So it's just a tough situation right now. Coach Cassidy, what about you and the Whitney Young Dolphins? How did you convey what was going on to your players? I mean, for us, it kind of happened, I would say, in three phases. So we we started up practice, got everybody going, you know, and then CPS uh, and the state shut down the, the school system. So that was going to be the, the day before we started playing uh, actual games. So, you yeah. know, you tell everybody to hold on. You know, I think this is only going to last. I think that was like a week before spring break. You know, so I, you know, you're looking at it and you go, well, I think we're going to make it, you know, maybe right after spring break, we're going to come back. So guys, stay in shape, do what you got to do. You know, don't don't give up hope, do, you know, whatever needs to happen. We come back from spring break, you know, the second step is we're still not back, you know, and then it's like, well, now what? So I we hold on to hope because the state hadn't made a decision yet. IHSA had not made a decision as to whether or not they were going to cancel spring sport tournaments, right? I said, so maybe we get a really short season in. Maybe we just play a CPS tournament, you know, hold on to hope, do what you have to do to, to stay in shape, you know, get, get some cuts if you can in, in your garage, whatever you got to do, you know, play some catch. And then uh, when it all got shut down, then you start thinking as a coach, you know, what, what do I need to tell these guys? You know, what, what, What's important at this point, you know, they put in a ton of work to get to this point. We've held on to hope as long as we possibly can. We need to honor our seniors. You know, what are we going to do for for those guys who've been here for four years doing everything that they need to do? Um, you know, so then I, I kind of toss out there some hope again. Maybe maybe we get a game in July, you know, for our seniors and we have our senior day in July. We'll find some competition. We'll do whatever it is that we need to do. Um, although the season's over, you know, we still Still need to recognize those guys. We had a Zoom meeting at uh, when that decision was made, um, and it was one of the sorriest things that that you could ever see. Is a bunch of guys just kind of laying there, looking at you like, "What? What could you possibly say to us that's going to make us feel better?" And there's really nothing you can do. 
Coach Poole, you guys are back-to-back city champs and you had the momentum on your side coming into 2020. How did you share your news with Lakeview Wildcat players? Um, you know, in a similar fashion to the rest of these guys, you know, it's, it's via Remind app, it's via Zoom meetings, things like that. And yeah, we, we were losing 11 guys, 11 seniors that were very valuable pieces. And I think the biggest part of all of this is is that it's a teachable moment for the kids, right? Like, this is something that we've never really experienced in our lives as adults. And these guys, you know, in 50 years when they're damn near my age at this point, will be, you know, sitting back and thinking, look, you know, we can persevere through this, that, and the other thing because we've, we've, we've come through stuff before and I think that's the one thing that we try to focus on a lot is you know this is the end of this season but it's not the end of your season forever you'll have other moments we are currently under a mandated quarantine coach Fadadi what's been on your mind while you've been under this quarantine I'm just been uh trying to prepare for the future you know make plans um for these seniors and how to honor them but then moving on to the next year making plans for the fall and or whenever it is that you know they allow us to to get back to work and start uh practicing and things i think that there's going to be a lot of you know this is a lot of time to, to make up for some, some of those kids there's a lot of kids that didn't get the opportunity to develop this spring so come up with a different type of game plan moving forward Coach Rosine, what's been on your mind? I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this or not. It was preventable. If the federal government would have been a little more um, efficient, if the pandemic response unit wasn't disbanded, maybe there would have been a quicker response and we could have played. And so all of this is preventable. Our kids aren't stupid talking about everybody on this panel. And I'm sure they know this could have been prevented. We could have had a season. Not, and it may be a big season, but our kids are not at risk, but the coaches are at risk. Look what happened to Vic. So, um, but we had a 12-year-old kid die. So all of this is a tragedy. So Dr. Bright said that uh, this winter could be really dark, uh, a dark moment in our history. So with that being said, will we play in the fall? Will there be winter sports? What happens to the other than the elite teams that we have here talking right now? That 16 to 20 teams are really good. But as Cassidy said in our last meeting, and it was verified by Poole and Cott, that we've had kids sit out for a year and a half. But the 65 other teams that aren't very good or are in lower brackets in our league, will they play ever again? You're looking at a sport that was already in trouble because the median age is 57 years old as a fan for MLB. Now you're giving kids an excuse not to play anymore because they're not playing. So this is a tragedy. I mean, it's a tragedy in in every possible way. There's anger and there's disappointment, but what I've told our kids is, you know, you're healthy and you're going to go to college. We have 15 seniors, like Poole has 11. Cassidy has a lot of seniors that are, you know, he was going to have a, an outstanding season. Lane Tech has a lot of seniors. It's just all you guys. It's just it's just reprehensible. As they're healthy, you know, we had, I, I, I know you guys know Benjamin Rosengard. He played for Northside. He got it. He's 20 years old. And his dad got it and almost died. So there's no words for it. And like, like Poole said, we're on charted waters here. I agree. Coach Silva, interested to know your thoughts. You know, I, I second a lot of the thoughts that these guys are saying. It's just uh, I didn't have as many seniors as, as these guys. We are uh, not as an elite level as they are, although every year we fluctuate. You know, we try to get up there and then we get knocked back down a little bit. Our guys are hardworking kids. I've actually kept in pretty close contact with them and just regularly checking in on them. Quite a few of my guys actually got jobs. Um, so, you know, it, it's uh, it's something that they felt they needed to do for 
for their sanity and for their families. Uh, so quite a few of my seniors actually did get jobs and, you know, a couple of them are working at Home Depot. And, you know, that worries me, you know, just from obviously safety precautions and making sure that they're okay. They seem to think they're going to be okay. Their families don't really like it too well, but uh, the kids seem to think that they need it uh, just for their sanity. As far as moving forward with uh, baseball, I mean, Chicago is a different animal from the rest of the state. I mean, we've got uh, all different kinds of levels, you know, poverty. The neighborhood that Kennedy is in does pretty well, but the students that I deal with, you know, they, they've got some hardships that they, they deal with on, on a regular basis. So this year, I could be good. Next year, I might not have a team, you know, it's, uh, I might or maybe only have one team instead of a varsity and a, and a frost off team. It depends year to year. And this uh, pandemic definitely is going to hit us pretty hard. Like I, I'm trying to think of how I'm going to try to bring in kids to our school to play baseball. It, it's a struggle as it is. So um, thinking forward, I, I don't know. I, I've tried to do my part by staying abreast on uh, coaching strategies and, you know, learning from college coaches and from our national organization, taking some webinars and that kind of thing, trying to keep myself sharp. But at the same time, I'm always thinking about, you know, my guys right now and how they're doing and what they're doing and what their families are doing. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Coach Cassidy, you had something that you wanted to share. Um, just to kind of like wrap up that question, and I'm going to put my mental performance coach hat on, thinking about what should have been done uh, living in the past and, and having this anxiety about what what could possibly be happening in the future and trying to second guess that. You know, we're coaches, we're very structured. We want to know what's happening all the time so that we can prepare for it. But living in those two realms for too long of a period is going to be disastrous for, for us as coaches, for the kids. We really got to focus on the present. What can we control right now? You know, we can make sure that we honor our seniors and do what we need to do with them. And then, uh, you know, keep our players that are coming back, you know, in this moment. You know, what what can I do now to, to, to be better for down the road? Whether, you know, none of us are doing this because we want to get, you know, 19, 20 players, you know, necessarily to the next level or into the pros. We're, we're developing good people. So all the stuff that we teach and practice working hard, staying disciplined, all that kind of stuff is stuff that they really need right now. And they really need to see it from us as coaches. That's so true. And I have a something that I want to ask you guys later on in the show, because I really want our listeners to understand and know that your scope of what you do as coaches go far outside of the sport itself. But before we get to that, I want to ask, let's start with you, Coach Kern, on this one. Which have you been thinking more about during this quarantine between the takeaways from the last game that you played with your team or what needs to happen for high school baseball moving forward? I've been thinking more about um, moving forward. How can we get over this pandemic to play the game that we all love, the coach and team? Like Rosine said, this stuff could have been resolved. I, I kind of, I'm piggybacking off of Rosine, basically saying, hey, this stuff should have been done. But then again, like she said, a 12 year old did die to God bless their family. And right now, I mean, I wrote down a strategy what we need to do for the 2021 baseball season. But I just hope and pray to God that we do have a baseball season because, I mean, you know, sitting around watching webinars, you know, watching drills. I mean, you know, that stuff do get boring and you want to emphasize these drills to these young men that we're all coaching in our respective programs. Right now, I'm just praying, you know, I wish I had my Bible in front of me right now. I just be praying that hope we play baseball in 2021. 
And I also love, you know, friendly competition among us coaches. That's, that's what I really miss, the competition part. And I miss watching it too, Coach. I want to ask you coaches, talk about how you coaches feel this pandemic may prohibit the development of your younger players in your programs. And what would you suggest IHSA consider towards helping baseball players develop after this pandemic? Coach Scott, let's start with you on that one. Well, I think we're good to start with that because as a program, we're extremely young. 34 of our 37 guys that we had this year were, were sophomores and freshmen. Uh, and so one of the things that I was most looking forward to was was letting these guys work out some of the kinks and, and uh, get their feet wet and really experience um, a little higher level, level baseball. And uh, we were really trying to focus on building up their confidence that we felt like we were a year away and in 2021 would be our, our chance to really make a push. Now, not playing um, this spring hurts us a little bit and who knows how far that's going to go into the summer fall and whatever else so there definitely are some you know some concerns there but we're just trying to stay in contact stay positive make sure the families are okay and then once this thing is lifted we'll have a plan ready and we'll try and get back on our feet and uh, start attacking it as aggressively as we were before coach Fadati, you have something you want to add to that yeah, I, I just want to talk about the development. The development is one of the biggest things I'm concerned about. You know, at Lindblom, we have a, a freshman team, but it's a, it's a straight developmental team. We're, we're trying to get as many kids from that team to at least be, you know, somewhat competitive at the, the varsity level, at least the bulk of that team anyways. So there was a lot of kids that had a lot of excitement there. Some of them are even newer to the game, um, but had some, some raw talent. And now they just missed out on a whole year uh, of at-bats and, in, in, in games to play. So I, I'm concerned for those kids and, and for the for our program, we need those kids to develop if we're going to be able to stay competitive with all the top teams in the city and the state. So that's my biggest concern is is for those kids, for their overall development. I do think IHSA needs to change some rules around so that we can work out with the kids more in the offseason just to try to rectify that. And Coach Freeman, you had any thoughts? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to add on. Um, obviously, it's a tough time for kids right now, uh, especially kids in the city who don't, you know, might not have the resources that, that other kids, or not even if they do, just the space to go out and do uh, baseball stuff that are going to keep them engaged. You know, I would encourage them though. Uh, the one great thing about this is is that baseball people all over, whether it be you know pro coaches, college coaches all these different um, baseball think tanks and, and places that train places. Uh, they have a ton of free content out right now. Um, if you go to usabaseball.com, um, they have a ton of drills and stuff for the kids that they can do. Um, a lot of it's tailored to the specific situations that the kids are in right now. You know, maybe only having a garage ball or, you know, a net or a tee to work with. So I think it's important for the kids to know that those resources are out there. I mean, most of them are free, um, ranging to very inexpensive by a lot of these companies. Um, and if they are going to be on their own for the, the whole summer where uh, we can't do anything, they are working on their own so that when we are able to come back, you know, they're still in shape and that we can jump back into things and, you know, they'll be physically prepared and they won't fall too far behind in that aspect. 
And that's a great point. And while we're talking about the development of players, I want to ask you, Coach Radcliffe, to start us off. The NCAA has relaxed some of the qualifications for incoming freshmen headed to college this upcoming school year. How do you believe this pandemic has affected or will change how high school baseball players will be recruited? Well, you're right about that. They have changed some of the rules as far as the guys coming in and being eligible and things of that nature. I have talked to several coaches, college coaches are making huge decisions on retaining seniors. If they have a lot of freshmen coming in, you know, who do they choose from? I mean, I know they expanded the rosters and everything, but uh, there are some huge decisions being made by college coaches right now as far as, uh, you know, keeping their seniors or keeping their freshmen with the pandemic, uh, travel baseball. That's really when they get recruited now. College coaches can't come out and see guys. So the high school coach has to be very creative if he has a ball player that can play on the next level, you know, to start doing some videos. But you have to be very creative, stay on the phone with them, uh, you know, and have the players to try to send videos to to the college coaches' emails. I mean, this is going to be something that can affect not just this year, but for the next two or three years because it's going to be such a log jam with players, you know, because they all got their years back. I got a son that's at St. Louis University, and he got a chance to play in 10 games, but, hey, I mean, he got his year back, but um, who's to say? Because there's so many guys coming back, their scholarships could get cut, you know, so it's a lot of stuff that's going on that's going to affect the young people. I mean, junior college baseball is getting ready to be probably just as good as Division One baseball because a lot of guys are decommitting going to junior college for whatever reason. Some of them don't want to travel outside the state. That, that's what's going on right now. Coach Poole, have you had an opportunity to talk to your guys at all about, about the situation of going to the next level? Yeah, I mean, we've got a, the vast majority of our seniors are locked up right now. I think the big thing is, you know, from talking to some people is what is the specific player situation, right? If you're a senior at a D3 school and you've graduated, are you going to pay $35,000 to come back for a fifth year to play baseball? And, you know, with no grad program to maybe try to get a minor or, you know, figure out some way to finagle another degree out of it. Um, you know, schools like that are going to have more openings for kids, whereas, you know, D1 programs where kids are going to want that year back and maybe they can get their 30 percent, 50 percent to come showcase themselves again. Those are the kids that are going to miss out. And, and like Coach Radcliffe said, junior college baseball is going to benefit from that tenfold because those kids, they can one and done there. And they don't have to commit to that three-year process at a Division One school where, you know, I think the junior college talent is going to shoot through the roof in the next two, three years. I want to ask you, and I'll, I'll start with Coach Cott. You know, you coaches play a broader role, as we mentioned before earlier, in the lives of your players outside of sports. How are you as coaches preparing to help those players cope who may have had to deal with this COVID-19 of a family member? Have you guys thought about how to cope with that with your players? Yeah, I don't think it's really doing any, anything differently. One of the things that we've done over the, the last few years is we have a, a support system in place where we have individual player meetings throughout the year. So probably in any calendar year, we may have four or five individual player meetings where the player will meet with the coaching staff and we talk about everything from school, grades, family, how they're doing, what's going on with them. Now that's all going on virtually and, and I've had to learn some new technology and guys will sign up for 10-minute slots and they'll talk to Coach Rivera, myself, and McGuire, whoever is available. And it's not 
not even necessarily about baseball that it can be. And it's come up. We've had some some guys that have had to deal with some family members or some staff members who have had uh, family members be affected by by COVID. And it's just an opportunity to support one another, care for one each other, and let you know that you got somebody in your corner. So um, I think it just kind of reinforced some of the, the policies and practices we've already had in place. And uh, we'll just continue to do that going forward. This roundtable is really showing how baseball can help you cope with those things in life. And I, and I appreciate you gentlemen sharing that. This quarantine has kept us away from one another. But once things reopen statewide and we're able to get back to some sense of normalcy, do either of you as coaches, do you think you would have to adjust your coaching strategy or styles in preparation for the next school season if there is one? You know, our, our principles are always the same, you know, stress teamwork, you know, mental toughness, playing together to achieve the same goals. I'm not certain how we're going to handle if there's parameters like social distancing, you know, do coaches wear masks, you know, or just so much up in the air. It, it probably will, will take an adjustment on every coach if things haven't improved. So all your values that you love as coach and what you've learned over the years, um, you stick with, but you also adjust to modern times. And, uh, you know, this is a part of the adjustment. I, I would think that we're going to have to make some sort of adjustments, though. I can't see what it would be right now, but all these guys are pretty quick on their feet and they'll be able to, like, figure it out. I want to ask each of you, the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show, we attempt to give CPS baseball the coverage that it deserves and the exposure for both you and your players. What do you feel are some of the ways coaches and players can be given further recognition in high school baseball? And with this, i like to start off with Coach Poole because we talked before we came on air. What do you think further can be used to give coaches and players recognition in high school baseball? Um, well, I think first, I mean, you're doing a great job with this show and um, the constant interaction that you're having with the kids and, and providing, you know, some more media outlet for the kids that we that we work with. Um, I think, you know, going forward, I think that baseball should be looked at as, as much of a state level sport as basketball and football. In all honesty, football is, you know, Thanksgiving, Friday and Saturday, you're going to see football in the state of Illinois on TV for the state state championships. And basketball is going to have their days. And the question becomes is why is baseball not that third sport? Why don't they get that recognition when the state tournament happens in Joliet? I understand that basketball and football are big market sports in the state, but there's no reason that our kids should get the same opportunities. Moving forward, it's something that IHSA, I hope, considers giving some accolades to. Coach Freeman, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think any opportunity we, we can get to shine the light on the kids, especially in the city, is an awesome opportunity. You know, last year we did started the GEICO series that gave uh, kids from all of our programs kind of an opportunity to get on TV and, you know, display their skills more to a, a wider audience than just locally. You know, I think anything you can do as far as a coach and a program, you know, to support the kids through social media, Twitter and Facebook and those things, you know, just to kind of help get their names and recognition out there is a good thing. As a CPS Coaches Association, last couple of years, um, led by a bunch of these guys that are, that are here with us today, you know, we've, we started to have concrete um, all-conference and all-city teams uh, lists, you know, for all all-city juniors and seniors that give, you know, the kids that deserve it, the kids that had good years, a uh, chance to be recognized for their contributions to their programs. You know, and I think the more organized, you know, we are and in, in, in 
give the, the kids the opportunity. It's just going to help them in the long run. And those are things that they can go back to, you know, when they're our age or, you know, if they're in front of a college or trying to show off their skills and they can point to some of these things like, hey, I, I got recognized for this, this and this. And I was on this show and this TV program, you know, and I think it just helps them that much more. So, you know, I think it makes the situation better for everybody involved. And, and our kids deserve that because we all know the things they go through to be, you know, quality baseball players at the high school level. And there's a lot of sacrifice and commitment and they have to go through a lot of obstacles in, in some scenarios to make those, you know, things come to fruition for them. And when they do that, you know, they deserve all the all the admiration and attention that they can get. And Coach Silva, you know, I just got to be more. We just got to be active. I, as these guys just mentioned, our uh, Chicago Public League Coaches Association has done a good job of hitting the ground running every year and uh, making sure that our coaches are aware that these accolades are out there for their kids. Uh, I mean, they don't uh, discriminate. Everyone who's in the coaches association is eligible to submit players' names. Uh, Coach Ferrari does a good job with uh, submitting names for state recognition, and I think just putting it out there in social media. Uh, I mean, that's that's where we're at right now where the world is with social media and just making sure that their faces and names are out there and getting that recognition for these kids as much as possible you know going back to our coaches association done a great job I, I think we didn't uh, we didn't really have an active one where our kids were recognized and uh, they've done a fantastic job with uh, coach Rosine and coach Cassidy uh, leading the way there so I thanks to those guys I think our kids are getting that recognition in many ways that they didn't get before and Coach Cassidy, I definitely want to thank you and, and the rest of the coaches who have allowed me to be a part of those association meetings and allowing us to invite more of your coaches on. Is there anything that our listeners can do to further support and help you as coaches, especially rebounding after this quarantine? Is there anything, Coach Cassidy, you feel our listeners can do to support you guys? I think just be patient. We we don't know what's happening. There's going to be a lot of guys who will jump the gun and get things started and, and do things. And our situation is a little bit different uh, as far as we're using park district fields. And, you know, I, I know for me, I've got kids from the entire city, you know, from O'Hare Airport to the southeast side who have to get together and, and do things. Don't be afraid to volunteer parents into your team's booster. Uh, if they don't have a booster, maybe help them put it together maybe it's just come on out and you know cook hot dogs for the kids one practice or something anything that they can do along those lines but the more you kind of push you know why aren't you doing this where's this happening how's this happening you know and and we're not part of it it doesn't help us it just kind of divides us more so you know anything you can do to support your coach ask them what you could do you know we've got a great uh director of baseball and cps eddie curry who's who's put the geico thing together for us um, before that you know he was getting equipment for teams uh, we're really moving in the right direction and we don't want to lose steam uh, doing that the association was right in the middle of getting uh, a hall of fame together you know so we could use some, some help there you know we're just kind of handcuffed with most of us are the sole coach for our program you know we've got some people who are under us who help us out a little bit but you know we're the one who who goes and gets you know the stuff for senior day we're the one who put the schedule together we're the one who's calling for buses we're the one who's calling who's doing all of that kind of stuff you know whereas if you go to a suburban school they've got three athletic directors who are doing all that kind of behind the scenes stuff for you you know so our hours are chewed up a little bit more so i would say most of all just be patient with us we're going to get it together we're going to get this thing moving back forward the way it is 
and you guys as coaches do a great job. And before we conclude this CPS Baseball Coaches Roundtable discussion, I want each of you to share with us what's the best thing about the game of baseball and coaching it on a high school level. Coach Freeman, kick us off with that. Favorite thing that I'm missing the most is just, you know, watching the kids battle through adversity and come together and improve. You know, not not necessarily a win or a loss or a competition thing, just seeing them on the field, building, you know, those memories with everybody, you know, having those moments where, you know, they're, they're down a little bit and they build themselves up, find a way to, you know, overcome whatever it is they're battling with and, you know, see the results at the end of a long process. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing that I'm missing. Love all of our kids, love all of our players in our program. And, you know, I hope that, you know, we can get back on the field and build some of those memories in some capacity here as soon as possible. Coach Fadati. I just love being around the kids, being around the coaching staff that we have. We have a, a really good staff at Lindblom and a lot of really great kids. So I miss being around them and, uh, you know, really miss competing. I'm really competitive persons, whatever it is that I do. So that competitiveness, I, I need to get out of me somehow. So that, that's what I'm missing the most. Coach Silva, what about you? Oh, man, just watching these guys come back. Well, first of all, in high school, watching them develop as a freshman going up to their senior year and watching them become the people that they are, the men that they are. And, uh, you know, seeing that character that they've developed throughout the seasons in, in high school, seeing that in their character and who they've become. And then later when they've come back after college or during college, when they come to help out. Uh, at Kennedy, we're, we've got uh, six coaches that help on a regular basis. And, and uh, five of those guys are alumni. You know, those guys came back after college and they sought out our program and they said they want to help and you know we only have two paid positions one is for varsity and one is for frost off and we split that as much as we can and you know but seeing these guys develop as men and then coming back and just give back is, is fantastic and, and you just can't beat that coach cassidy what about you i mean it was my day that, that, that was it. You know, you get up in the morning and you're thinking about your lineup and who you're playing and, and everything that's going on. You're checking in on kids. You know, you're getting out there. You're, you know, luckily I don't have to slop mud around anymore, but sometimes you're slopping mud, cutting grass, you know, and you do all that stuff just so that when the kids walk out there, they see, you know, a field. They, they got an opportunity that maybe they didn't have. And then you just get to hang out with them, you know, and, and, and they're, you know, every year's got their own song, got their own chance got their own whatever you know and like they let me be a part of that you know what I mean it's like I set it up and then they just they just do it for me so that relationship with the kids is what it's all about coach pool you know the things that, that you miss or you know obviously the, the time that you could just spend with those kids a lot of those you know this fourth year I've been around a lot of those guys obviously some of which you know I've coached for three of the four years so, you know, it's not fun to sit and think that you don't get that opportunity that one last time with them. But, um, you know, the thing that you hold your hat on, I guess, is that hopefully you represented yourself in a way that they'll look back and they'll realize that, you know, playing baseball is more than about baseball. It's about the life lessons that they learned through playing the game, you know, responsibility, ownership of their actions, you know, being a good teammate, all those things they can take, you know, to the next level if they plan to play or to the next level when they go to college, when they join the workforce, you know, be the employee that you that you want to hire you know and, and hopefully we instill that through the different things that we teach them just you know through this simple game of baseball I had an opportunity to sit down with the Morgan Park Mustangs and Coach Ernest Radcliffe what is it about this game of baseball and coaching it on a high school level 
I mean, just like Coach Cassidy said, to wake up in the morning knowing you got a ball game. So just let me say a few things. April 10th, we were supposed to play Lakeview. We had lost to Lakeview. I, I got all these circles. Uh, we were supposed <laughs> to play Coach Cassidy, Jones. I was looking forward to playing Coach Freeman in the quarterfinals. <laughs> Coach Silver is it I did. And we played Limbloom because Limbloom's players was talking stuff and they was excited. <laughs> Alfred King was going to pitch against us and everything. He wanted you bad, Coach. <laughs> Alfred King, he keeps telling me he wanted you bad. <laughs> Just the camaraderie fun and um, to see our guys develop and move on and watch them year after year after year. All my players and other players just to move on and go to college, whether they play, whether they don't. Parents, you know, supporting the program. Man, we got a new field. We were looking forward to that. You know, those things about the guys getting on the bus and building that camaraderie and character and things of that nature. So that's what I really look forward to and uh, being around the coaches and everything and players calling you, can we practice? Coach, can you stay an extra out time? I want to do some extra hitting, you know, those type of things. Man, I miss that. I mean, I really miss it. And I would never, ever take coaching for granted, which I didn't. It's something that's been taken away from all of us. Man, I just love the game. I love it. And I've been in the game for a long time, since five years old. You know, I miss it. And I miss being around my players. I miss being around the parents, the school, all that. I really do. Coach Scott? Yeah, a lot of what these guys said, but the biggest thing for me is uh, relationships, developing them, and also overcoming adversity. You know, relationships with our assistant coaches and trying to figure out as a staff what we have to do today to get better and put us in the best position to be successful. Um, relationships with the other coaches. I've been coaching for 16 years now, so, you know, get a chance against a lot of these guys and others that, uh, you know, the two or three times you play each other each year, those are the two or three times you see those guys each year. So you get to know them, get to know about their families and their lives, and so it's it's fun. It's almost a reunion to see those guys. So you have some good stories, have a few good laughs, and then hopefully a good baseball game breaks out, right? And then also, um, you know, with our players, watching those guys develop on a daily basis in the weight room, running through the fall and the summer, all that good stuff. Really miss the camaraderie with our guys. But then also being told, oh, weather's terrible today in Chicago. It's freezing. There's not going to be a game. The field's a terrible condition. But then finding a way to overcome that and, uh, you know, proving people wrong and, and getting stuff in. So I miss the daily grind of baseball, the practices, just um, overcoming the adversity. I got to give Coach Rosine. I love talking baseball with you when we would come and cover the Jones Eagles. What's the best thing about the game of baseball for you? Everything. Everything they said and you know, I coached in the Catholic League, I coached in Indiana, and Chicago public schools need guys like this, need guys that care because the players really need great coaching because they don't have the facilities, they don't have the equipment, they don't have the cash, and they need strong coaches who have a great background in baseball, and all these guys are really good. It's a pleasure to be with them. I've been around a long time, and I appreciate in our players their selflessness, their appreciation for hard work. I'm pretty hard on these guys, and they keep on coming back every year as alumni. So you you, you feel you feel very gratified that though you're you're really hard on them to do the right thing and to play the game the right way. They understand that, and we're not the most gifted athletically ever, but uh, we've learned how to play the game of baseball um, the way I was brought up. Like Ernie said, I've been playing since I was five years old and I'm 68 now so time is ticking so but I really appreciate the Chicago Public League for as little as we get 
we make the most out of it. Somehow, Major League Baseball subsidizes urban baseball, so we don't have to struggle. We can be on a level playing field because so many guys suffer without a budget, and they make the most out of it through pure intelligence, love of the game. It's very gratifying to see how great these coaches are. Cozar? The everyday grind, like these legendary coaches say, man, the everyday grind. Who, who's pitching against who? I mean, hey, we might have an ace in the hole against Ratcliffe. Who knows? I wanted that matchup bad on March 17th. <laughs> I mean, you know, me and Ratcliffe will talk about that off air, man. But yeah, the, like I said, the everyday grind, he working on the field and stuff like that. And um, basically, most importantly, the relationships with all the coaches that's in this circle. I might have not have met Coach Cock yet but we was going to play him on screen break. Everybody else, you know, I'd had communications with and stuff like that. But it's just the relationships, man. You know, I miss the overall relationships, me coaching, looking at the opponents dug out, at the other coaches, what would they call on first and third and stuff like that. You know, little stuff like that, man. That's what I miss. Well, Coach Turn, I want you to start us off because I always like to offer all of our guests, as we say on the show, to give a big holler out or words of encouragement at this point to all of those supporters and players and students from your schools who you've been away from all this time. Coach Turn, kick us off. Who would you like to give a big holler out to? First of all, for the seniors, I want to give a shout out to Jamari Bohan, a.k.a. Midnight, Marshawn, and then, of course, the juniors that's coming back, Cameron Williams, Chauncey Irvin, and those guys, man. I, I really want to see those guys again. Who would you like to give a big holla out to, Coach Radcliffe? I would like to give a big shout out to my seniors, Marvin Bell and Derek Crump, Paris Green, Jalen Lee, Justin Cross, Samaj Brown, uh, Jaquez Gibson. I'm so proud of them that they're moving on. They're all getting ready to go to college and uh, become successful young men. I want to say a shout out to my wife for putting up with me for the long hours not being in the house. We have a, a nice parent club over at Morgan Park, and they do a lot, you know, for the program. So I want to say a shout out to our parent club for helping us out and also our principal and our administration for being very supportive. And our athletic director, Mr. Berger. Coach Silver and the Kennedy Crusaders, who would you like to give a holla out to? Well, I know uh, I know my coaching staff has been uh, just as jonesing for baseball as much as I have and as much as our players have. So shout out to our coaches that have put in a lot of time and effort. I mean, 6 a.m. workouts the entire winter and all of our guys are out there and our coaches are out there before they got to go to work. So shout out to our coaches. And then, of course, our our, uh, seniors that are graduating. You know, I feel for them and, uh, you know, I'm going to miss those guys. And uh, I know they're all going to be successful young men and they're going to do great things. So shout out to those guys. Coach Rosine and the Jones Eagle, who would you like to give a holla out to? Yeah, just the seniors, too. Um, they'll be successful. They're all going to great places, and um, they set the standard. They learned from the seniors of the past and really had, we had a great offseason, great weightlifting, great team chemistry. We were going to have another outstanding season, and uh, they set the groundwork for classes coming up. So the whole baseball community at Jones, they're just uh, wonderful to work for, and my staff. And Coach Poole? 
Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, the seniors. You know, that unfortunate situation that's happened. They lost a year, but obviously, you know, they've, they've been a big part of the program and really set a stage for the younger classes as well to really show them how things get done. My assistants, you know, they, they put in tireless hours for pennies, maybe nickels if they do a good job. So it's important to thank those guys because they do work their butts off. And then our parent group that does all of our fundraising, we don't have a lot. But what we do have is from those people and the hours that they spend outside of their nine to fives to make sure that these kids have a little bit closer to what they deserve. So to all of them, I appreciate it. Coach Cassidy and the Whitney Young Dolphins, who would you like to give a holler out to? My 14 seniors, I'm not going to name them all because for sure I will forget one uh, and not hear the end of it. And their parents, you know, who come out and follow us and give rides and stand out in the cold and the rain and sometimes show up and we don't have a game. Shout out to them. Shout out to our principal, Dr. Kenner, who's like one of the biggest sports fans there is. The game is different when she comes out and watches it and starts screaming for us. You know, you, you know when she's there. All my coaches work tirelessly, just like I do, who give up time with their kids, their own kids, to be with my kids, basically. And then I couldn't do this again without my wife, team mom, Val, who, you know, runs our trip and does everything behind the scenes to make me look good. You know, it's, it's not easy. So thanks to Val. Coach Freeman, Lane Tech Indians. Who would you like to give a holler out to, sir? Shout out to everybody involved with our program, our, our parents and our school administration. Uh, we get a lot of support. And yeah, most importantly, our senior players and managers, you know, they sacrifice a lot and put a lot of hard work and, and time into this whole thing. So, you know, our thoughts are with them during this time. And, you know, just CPS seniors all over the city in general, just shout them out for staying with us and, you know, staying mentally tough. And, and hopefully, you know, this is just a bump in the road on to a brighter future for everybody and thank for all these guys we have a ton of support you know we're excited to get cps you know baseball back going in the right direction as soon as we safely can and from the von steuben panthers coach michael cott who would you like to give a big holler out to well, it takes a village to run a successful program. So same thing these guys said. Our seniors, we had three. That's Mauricio Cost, Willis Stotrip, Caleb Galvin. Those guys are awesome. Sorry for the way the season ended, but uh, we will honor those guys appropriately when the time is right. Coaching staff is fantastic, especially Dave Rivera, who was the head of the Public League Baseball Coaches Association, and he's in my ear all the time. We're always bouncing ideas off of each other and getting ourselves back to uh, relevance here. And then also, you know, administration's important. Our principal, Jennifer Sutton, our athletic director, Martin Rodriguez, is all of our APs. Our booster club parents, it's been fantastic, so we appreciate everybody and look forward to getting back as soon as possible. And I saved this man for last because I really want to thank him for gathering this wealth of baseball GPS knowledge together. Coach Matt Fadotti, you were one of the first coaches to accept the High School Hollow Sports Show's invite when we were doing baseball previews and I really want to say thank you to you. You know how this goes. Who do you want to give a holler out to, Coach? I appreciate that. I, I want to I want to shout out my uh, my seniors, uh, Jeremiah Hurt, uh, Alfred King, JT Sherman Ratliff, Andre Harris, Jordan Henderson, Derek Murphy, and Josh Howard. Some of those guys were going to be full-time varsity starters for the first time, and I was really excited to see what they were going to do on the field. Their development has been amazing. Uh, a couple of those guys just this past year have developed so much, and they're about to really 
show what they can do. They're all going to college. Five of them are going to play in college baseball. So I'm excited for them to have that opportunity. You know, their, their baseball journey's not over. I got something really nice for them, too. We came up with some really good senior gifts. So I'm looking forward to, to getting that out to them. But all the parents and the supporters of Lynn Bloom baseball program, big shout out to them as well. This has just been a pleasure for me. You know, the H2S2 show, we'd like to thank all of you for joining us for this CPS Baseball Roundtable. But more importantly, just being the men that you guys are to the youth of Chicago. Each and every one of you, man. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank Thanks, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. High School Holla.